welcome back to the War of Our Stars. I am Dianoga Leader, and we have a new squad mate on our hands this time. I think you're Dianoga 4? I... maybe? 5, maybe? Oh, let's go with 5. That's a nice round number. Olivia's 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Grace is two, or maybe Autumn. I don't remember the whole thing now. <laughs> I had a whole setup when I first started this podcast. Really, just like because this squad's getting out of hand. We need to, it. Really is. We need to cut the numbers down or something. <clears throat> no, there's usually like a dozen. Oh, I see. I see. You still got some space before they're asking. Like Rogue like a... Squadron's got ten guys. That's a that's a bunch of guys. I don't know. I I couldn't keep track of ten guys. They usually fly in pairs. You've got your, like, wingmate. Mm, I see. Um, well, I have the the squad roster on my phone here, and, well, it's only filled out to two. <laughs> Dianoga leader is me. Dianoga two is Olivia, call sign hot dog. Um... I assume that Autumn, Grace, and Jackson are three, four, and five. So okay. you are Dianoga six. Not opposed. Six is a pretty good number. Yeah. Do I need a call sign too? Do you want one? Uh, I wasn't prepared for this, so neither I... was Olivia when I asked her. That's why oh, she's hot boy. dog. Okay. Uh, beam attack. One more time. Beam attack. Beam attack. Okay. Yeah. Your code name is longer than your name. That's fine. Don't worry about it. That happens sometimes. <laughs> um, Kim. It, it's hard to get much shorter than my name, really. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Some people manage it. But, uh, you know, like Vi from Arcane League of Legends, for example. Uh, I, I didn't know. I, I do now, but was not information I had. Well, we're always learning new information here on Dianoga Squadron. That's true. What book did we read? Uh, it's a little. Oh, wait, let me let me find it. Let me let me search for it really quick. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it was the Jedi search. Oh, I, you found it. Yeah, we found we found them. Did you have to use a special device to find it? Oh, I had to. I had to look at a bunch of colors and like see if like and like wave it around, see if they were blue. And, but uh-huh. uh, if they if they were red, oof, it's oof. also good. No, but it's scary. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> weird. We read Jedi Search, the first installment of the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. This is the story of a girl. <laughs> But um, I believe this is 94. This is right after Thrawn Trilogy. There's a couple other books that are coming out the same year. And there are books that come out, I think, the same year or right after this book that are mentioned in this book. Uh, The Courtship of Princess Leia is a contemporary release that is referenced Mm -hmm. in this book so that you think, oh... I should go read The Courtship of Princess Leia. <laughs> and let me tell you, folks, that is the first one we're doing after we finish this trilogy. Because after this trilogy, I got a list of some some more like interludes and 
kind of connected books. Um, and then after that chunk, we will be going to the prequels. Um, I've really been enjoying these pre-Phantom Menace books. Uh, just for like how weird they are. The This book has someone saying that Palpatine was trying to be president. <laughs> and then became emperor after he was president, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, there's like, okay, but, it's it's so funny how the ways in like, I don't know, I, I don't know like most of like the spinoff material, but I do know the movies and it's like, damn, they they could just do anything in this space. Yeah, no one's like, George doesn't care, you know, George <laughs> does not give a shit. George isn't going to read and this. Until George just comes in and makes his own shit that breaks all your shit, you can just do kind of whatever. There's some rules. For a long time, George didn't want any Wookiee Jedi. Why not? But, you know. Uh, let's talk about the plot of this book. Okay. Uh, Do you want to try one of those patented five-sentence summaries? Oh, it's so it's so scary. Every time I hear one, and now I have to... Oh, this, you're, you're putting me in the hot seat. <laughs> Uh, if you don't want to, I can do it. I'll give, but... I'll give it, I'll give it a damn shot. I just might miscount or something. Uh, Feel, don't think, trust yeah. your instincts. Okay. Uh, Han and Chewie are going to a spice mining outpost, Arrakis, and. That's not the name, but uh, Han and Chewie <laughs> go to go to a go to a uh, like a mining colony to make negotiations because they used to be criminal. I'm 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 goof. Oh, this is just kind of like meandering. Han and Chewie went to a outpost to negotiate and get shot down and imprisoned. That's that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke. Wants to make a lot, a bunch of new Jedi show up, and so he starts running off looking for guys with funny little powers. Yeah. Uh. God, uh Leia's sad because Han's gone, and she's very busy, and she does love her kids, who are also there. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're at three sentences. You got two left. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to. I don't remember the. What's who's the, the evil one, the evil lady. That would be, Dala. 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 Uh, Han, Chewie, and a new guy named Kip manage to escape after getting captured, and they go into like a weird wormhole space and find a bunch of, uh evil empire stuff that's been cut off from the world run by an evil lady named Dala who was so mad mad into Grand Moff Tarkin <laughs> uh, one more sentence bring us home bring uh, us home. they steal a ship that can't break and they just smash through a bunch of stuff get out and meet up with everyone and Luke finds a bunch of Jedi at the end you did it I, I, that was, I, you know what? Better than I thought I would do. You only missed the blob race. No, the blob, I can't believe I for, I forgot Lando <laughs> and the blob race. It doesn't matter. 
But it is a weird chapter in the middle of the book. It's so fun. (laughs) I love that it doesn't matter. I love that Lando goes through all that and it's like, oh, he wasn't a Jedi. He was just like cheating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I read a little... some information about the Lando trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so before the Thrawn trilogy, the only EU books were Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which came out in like 78, I think, like right after. Because that was the like, hey, if I don't get to make another movie, this is the sequel I want to make. And it's a book. It is it is batshit. That book is wild. <laughs> um, you know what's not canon to that book? Hmm. Luke and Leia being siblings. Oh, I see. That, I didn't, s- that didn't come up until Empire. Oh, boy. Whew. That's a lot to deal um, with. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, there was a trilogy of Han sort of, and a trilogy of Lando, just sort mm. of like pulp adventures. Interesting. Um, before in like the 90s. I think 91 is when the Thrawn trilogy started. And that's what like really kicked yeah, off like, the EU. Formalized it and whatever. Yeah. There were those other books before, but like I don't think anybody ever references them. Mm-hmm. But the Lando trilogy specifically is about Lando going on a couple of adventures and fighting a sorcerer the whole Holy time. Holy shit! So I, I love, might try. <laughs> I love wizards. Me too. I might check that out just to see. Um, it. It. You know what? I'll be honest. I would I would love if there was more Lando in this book. Lando's just pleasant. Love the guy. Yeah. It's neat. Um Lando not going to be a focal character of Star Wars in the books that I remember mm-hmm. at least. Um Yeah. He goes to a blob race and he figures out this guy's cheating and it turns out that's the reason that he was getting so many good bets mm-hmm. and he, he's not actually there's just a bunch of jello creatures that like do obstacle courses and people love it people love it so much yeah and the entire mass of the slime has to get to the end it can't leave pieces no it's it's so good it's nonsense and you can you can spike the blobs with different goo <laughs> and something happens if they fuse together yeah, <laughs> there's like special rules. And so- oh my god, what a what a nonsense little spin. All right, that's man, blob races. Uh, but that is all juxtaposed with like Morth Duel, the frog <laughs> alien. <laughs> Who's? Who, ugh. I think if you've seen Bad Batch, I think he might be the same alien as the bartender from Bad Batch. I can't tell. I don't think Because I, I didn't find any good pictures of him. I don't think I've seen Bad Batch. What is that? That's the newest uh, Clone Wars oh. uh, series. Okay, yeah. I'm still, like, re-watching original Clone Wars in, like, shoots and spurts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that last season of Clone Wars, the one that Disney made... Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it, but just looking at like the thumbnails, it's like, oh, here's your advertisements for the new Disney shows. <laughs> <laughs> just like um, pop into where the Bad Batch, like just like a little little one off little line. The Bad Batch characters seem to be key characters that whole season. I just see. judging from like thumbnails. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. Um, 
you're not going to believe this, but it's a it's a Star Wars show where there's like a team of characters with each having their own like sort of unique deal, and there's a kid with them. This that sounds it's, like nonsense. It's really breaking new ground for Star Wars. <laughs> um, so Morth Duel is the guy in charge of the the spice mine of Kessel. Uh, there was a revolution asterisk <laughs> uh, where they overthrew the prison guards mm-hmm. and um, took over the operation for themselves now that the Empire and Jabba are no longer like interfering with their spice production. Yeah. Um, Spi- spice also, can be used to like read minds and yes. stuff. Like it, it's apparently just like good. Like it's not like a it's not like a fucked up evil drug or anything. It's just like good. There are other types of. I think if you if you get if you take too much spice, you can Mm -hmm. become Joker. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Because Lando's like, damn, you can use this for medicinal purposes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn. There are other uses for it, um, Mm -hmm. but uh, it does make you psychic briefly. Pretty cool. Uh, he is a weird frogman. And he's a weird frog man. He puts on a yellow cravat when he's horny. And he's always and horny. He's always horny and he has like mates. He's got a, like a cage full of them. He has a cage full of mates of his species that he uh, has on the base because he has his children. I don't think it uses the word children. No, but they are but his, like, his kids. That yeah, are just... his spawn i don't Ugh. remember exactly what they call yeah. them the larva mm-hmm. uh they're the ones who actually process the spice and turn it into like it's it's you and then he and then he like kills them before they become adults because they would yeah. challenge him and it's like bro exactly yeah he's kind uh, of, so and he's got a he's got a creepy robot eye that's always like spinning he does have a creepy robot eye so this is all like i said juxtaposed with the blob races <laughs> because <laughs> Star Wars is nothing if not inconsistent. Star Wars is a land of contrasts. Uh, I don't know that they really sell the Sun Crusher in this. No, I I thought it was like it's it feels like the biggest deal ever, but it's uh-huh. it's kind of not. They kind of just use it as like a a really good rock that just kind of like can <laughs> not get hurt. So the Sun Crusher kind of looks like a Dorito. Okay. Um, and it's like a vertical Dorito. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a B-Wing, if, you've, if you're familiar yeah, yeah, with yeah. B-Wings. I, I, lo- I love the Star Wars ships. I loved the like Star Wars Visual Dictionary in like elementary school. And I would like look at all the oh, ships yeah. and stuff. I was like, fuck yes. I love looking at all these like weird fake chip insides. It's, it's awesome. But yeah, okay. I know what a B-Wing is. <laughs> So the Sun Crusher is just an invincible triangle that uh, you can just drive through a Star Destroyer, no problem. It's so, it's so wild. It's like, ugh. I've sent you an image in the uh, oh, that's what it looks like. Stars chat. Okay, yeah. yeah, I do like that they they say like the weapons like break like immediately because they just they're getting shot yeah. at from like all angles. So it's like, oh, the weapons weren't invincible, but this thing just can't break. It's it's just. <laughs> They just made an unbreakable ship. 
What if they made the whole airplane out of the material they used to make the black box? I think that that's just it's just so smart. It's like quantum molecular armor. Like, oh, we've condensed all the atoms to be as close as possible to each other. So it's like a microscopically thin <laughs> layer of armor that can't be broken. It's it's called the sun crusher. Could you because you could just drive it into a sun. It would be fine. It's like, a, mar- it's like a marketing thing. That. It's like a marketing thing. I have. I don't actually know if it can do the temperature of a sun. Eh, I, but I, I'm really not sure because, like, the weapons do break like immediately. It doesn't seem like offensively powerful. It just seems like you can't kill it. But you know what it does have in addition to lasers? Hmm. It has special torpedoes that can cause a sun to go supernova. Ah, oh, that'll do it. Uh, so. We get descriptions of the Death Star and the World Devastators. Oh, they're making a Death this. Star. They're making a Death Star three. They're, making they're a not th- really. It's this is the Death Star point five. <laughs> uh, but they can't do anything with that. No, because <laughs> they it put, doesn't have a just, hyperdrive. They just left. They just left it there. Ugh, it's the, hey, there's just like this at home. <laughs> They left the Death Star prototype in the Maw because it doesn't have a hyperdrive. It sure would be a shame if some up-and-coming hut decided to dismantle the turbo laser from the Death Star prototype and just take that through the Maw. That might be trouble later on. I... It is... It's so... I think... I think conceptually the Maw is, like, so sick. I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's I, just a big cluster of black holes that you have yeah. to have a specific like little maze path. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like Exegol. I don't. I thought you lost me. Exegol, the Sith planet from the Rise of Skywalker. Now, I will be honest with you. That's a movie I haven't seen. Do you want to? Yeah, I, I'm not opposed. <laughs> oh, we should mention. Yes. We didn't really skip any books, but comic books are ah. on a different timeline. And I had planned on reading comics at some later date, like coming back to comics after I was, or maybe like as a as a break from books at some point, mm-hmm. or just after I was done reading books. But um, did not realize that Dark Empire, the story wherein uh, Palpatine returns to his clone body and Luke falls to the dark side briefly... Um, that stuff is from the comics. I thought we would read about that in a book. Yeah, um, no, it already happened. I was like, damn, that sounds cool as hell. I would love, I would love to learn more about <laughs> that. I would love to learn about Luke, Luke being evil for a bit. Yeah, so Dark Empire, the uh, sort of blueprint for Rise of Skywalker's plot that they came back to, uh, came out before this point, as far as I know, mm. and um. We just have to accept that all that happened. <laughs> this is like the experience yeah. I had reading these books as a as a child was just like, oh yeah, I'm sure that happened in a book somewhere. You've mentioned it, gave it a like, oh the battle, the truce at Bacora. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, like it, like like, you know, like uh, in Star Trek, they'll like say like one like real like tragedy that happened, and then like oh, and then there was like the Glup Shido incident or whatever. <laughs> They're like, okay, I guess that I guess that's a thing. 
that's comparable. They literally dropped the phrase "the courtship of Princess Leia." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Han, Han's like, "Wow, that book was so good. I loved being <laughs> part of it." Uh, we're gonna get to that after uh, eventually after these books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did Kip Duran look like Timothy Chalamet in your head? You know what? Close enough. Real close. I didn't picture him as like, like wet as Timothy like is. Like Timothy, <laughs> Timothy's like a very wet actor to me. He's a, he's like a he's a moist guy. Uh, I mean, he's always covered in sweat in this book. That that's true. But like, I just pictured him like all dusty and stuff because of the mines. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess one leads to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can say something in this book, I wasn't a fan of. It's the weird fucked up spider that sucks out body heat. That's just deeply unpleasant. Yeah, the energy drinking spider that makes all the spice. It's like ugh. The the spice is actually a web to catch these beings made of pure light that flit around in the asteroid. I don't know. It's it's a lot and unpleasant. Also, like, Han gets chased it, by a giant spider. If you've seen Solo, a Star Wars story, you might think that doesn't sound like Kessel. Now you're right. <laughs> now I I haven't seen uh, Solo a Star Wars story, but I could have. I I you know what? Not surprised they switched it up a little bit. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just a normal mine in <laughs> in the, the Disney uh, continuity. So mm-hmm. okay. I listened to the audiobook of this when I was a child, which is like three and a half hours long. Okay. Um, yeah, no, so you said I it was like really like cut up, right? Yeah, I don't remember all the stuff that was missing, but I do remember the spider. The spider is my like uh, prevailing memory of this book. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely in there because I remember they had sound effects for the little glass knife feet. Um. I, you know what? I think it was on tape. I got it from the library, and we listened in the car. But um, I also had Dala and Quizux, uh combined in my brain as one person, because I thought that uh, Tarkin had a like scientist bimbo wife. GF. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question about Quizux. Yeah. Do you think her name is supposed to be a Quixote thing? Because hmm. it's got like the Q and the X and like the Qui, which is like I d- if you I didn't, didn't know how Quixote was pronounced, you might yeah I hmm because she's kind of like living under her own delusions of of what that's true the death machines she's constructing are actually going to be used for. You know what? A little bit surprised I didn't make the connection. I I didn't like see it in the moment, but like looking back with like the full picture, I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe. I figured uh, our resident Quixote Stan might be able to listen. Shed he's some insight. On he's one of my favorite guys. I love. Yeah, I love. I, I love this silly guy. I'm gonna read that book at some point. So. Hell yeah! It's really good. Uh, but Quee, uh, I don't know. Like. I think I knew vaguely, like the like it's called Jedi Search. I was like, Luke's gonna be searching for stuff. I I had no idea uh, 
that Dala like existed as someone who was like super horny for Tarkin and like wouldn't <laughs> shut up about how fucking horny for Tarkin she was. That was out of left field. I I felt like bowled over. Nightmare. She hadn't she hadn't taken a lover since Grand Moff Tarkin. After him, fantasizing had been more than enough. Not fucking nightmare. I hate. I, she's a <laughs> fucking hate. Fucking hate all of her, her all of her deal. Yeah, because she's like younger than, or maybe she's like Luke and Leia's age. Maybe or may, maybe like Han's age. Yeah, Han's like older no, she than did that. just feel like way younger, and it's like, oh my god. Ah, she's it, way younger, and she's been in the the mall for like seven years. Yeah, ten years. Something like that. Um, wild. Absolutely wild. Quizux is the ambiguous alien. They don't actually name the type yeah, of alien. Yeah, I noticed that. It was weird. Um, it is weird. I think she's got... The the thing um, my friend Devin told me that he imagined her looking like a character from Gene Roddenberry's uh, Andromeda named... Um, trans gemini i think just a purple girl just a girl with purple paint on her body interesting okay which was a refreshing thing to see after uh characters like that just being cg mm-hmm. um she is the head scientist she's like the genius at the core yeah, of this installation she's she's making the death star 0.5 she's making the sun crusher and like a bunch of other evil stuff the world devastators yeah. that we, we definitely <laughs> saw in our previous <laughs> book. Uh, I think that's the truce of Pecora that, that yeah. happens. Okay. Uh, I I think okay. I I think like as a character, she's got like I don't know. I think she's interesting and like fun and whatever. But it's so funny that Han's just like, hey, did you ever think about like what their like your things are called? Like this, like the, there's the thing called like a world devastator, and she's like, oh, it's a mining machine. And it's like, no, no, bro, and that's enough to make you go like, oh shit, they are. It is named a world devastator. I mean, it says in the book that she does know, but she pretends. That, like, yeah, she yeah, just yeah. like tells herself that's not true, it, I, but she really yeah. sells it. Yeah. It, it is like it is so funny that like it is Han just showing up and going like yeah no they use these weapons of mass destruction to like kill people and she's like ah shit ah fuck and that's enough to like just oh, make her are... like hack like her boss's terminal and be like damn she's like not telling me anything about like the murder shit the world destroyer the world devastators are from Dark Empire as well mm. but they also appeared in the first. Rogue Squadron book. The X-Wing... No, wait. Star Wars Rogue Squadron, the video game. Never okay. mind. Okay. Not the X-Wing book, Rogue Squadron. Squadron. There's a lot of crossover here. A lot of mixed up. So, another uh, Dark Empire. I did not realize that Dark Empire would have such a shadow over the, this trilogy, <laughs> but... Uh, also just like knowing where this trilogy, what this trilogy is about, there's so much shit that's just not in this book that's you, going to take you told over me... the rest of the plot. Okay. I don't know anything about what else is in. Mm-hmm. I, I am like, I don't know, dead to like the Star Wars ancillary material, but I don't know. Like she, like, uh, Dala escapes at the end and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. all right. She's going to be in other books. She's going to show up eventually with like murder weapons. 
she teams up with uh Pelean at some point interesting uh who was the watson to thrawn's sherlock mm, i yeah i remember uh at some point the, the two of them team up and like are a, are a, causing problems <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think the next two books are about dala she just escapes off into another series I could be wrong. I could be totally mm-hmm. wrong, but um, it, unless I have misremembered which books these are, there's a bunch of force shit that we're gonna yeah, get into next book. I Kip feels <laughs> like they're setting up as like the new protagonist ass guy. They're, they're yeah, they're putting so much weight into this kid. I I like the kid a lot, but like ugh. he doesn't have too much to do mm-hmm. in this book no he's um, mostly just angry he's angry he's kind of like han solo but with jedi powers yeah um and he's like younger so mm-hmm. hopefully he gets things to do but um i mean i know the things that he gets to do <laughs> in the next i uh, i got nothing books. didn't didn't hear this kid's name before it, it's yeah. it sounds so- like a Star Wars protagonist ass name though. Yeah, Kip Duran. Kip Duran, Jason Solo, and Kyle Katarn are all just sort of nebulously the same guy if you if you don't look too closely. Okay. Uh they're just cool guys with mm-hmm. lightsabers. Um Are you going to be reading our next book along with us? I know uh, you're not gonna be on the episode, but yeah, why not? This was this was fun enough. I I had a, I had a pretty good time. I was like, damn, Star Wars can be pretty good when they're like force piloting through the void. Yeah, uh, that's actually come back in a big way in the Disney canon because um, Zahn has introduced Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, what Skywalkers are is uh, the Chiss people, the blue-skinned aliens with the red eyes that Thrawn mm-hmm. is one of them. Um, they have, uh, they have, like, girls who are Force-sensitive, and they use them in place of, like, Navi computers to do hyperspace stuff. Oh, the Space Guild from Dune. Yeah, but what if it could only be, a power only used by girls aged, like, 12 to 16, and then afterward they burn out and they can't use the Force anymore? Sounds rough. It sounds rough, and they're called Skywalkers, which uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool name. I feel like they should yeah. they should have used that for something else. What about Star Killer? That's fucking sick. I I know vaguely of Star Killer from the Force Unleashed for Nintendo DS. I haven't played that version. Uh, I've played the first level where you're Darth Vader killing a bunch of Wookiees, which I would just oh, throw. Yeah, that's just... I would just throw <laughs> stormtroopers off the ledge and then stop playing because I didn't figure out how to get past that. We also uh, Kip was trained briefly in Jedi stuff in the mines mm-hmm. by the character with the best name in this book, Vima Deboda. Yeah, <laughs> Vima hyphen da hyphen Boda. Yeah, just like this, like, I they were really vague about, like, her deal, but they're like, oh, she was a Jedi who was, like, really, really depressed now. 
Yeah, you can read Dark Empire for more, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is there anything else to, to point out? Uh, oh, we didn't even oh. talk about how most of the book is about Leia being mad at Han for not yeah. calling when Han is imprisoned on a space <laughs> planet. It's, it's so much of her like, ah, uh, just like him to be late for the kids getting home. And it's like cuts to Han like bleeding on the floor of like a mine or something and it's like oh poor guy and we've got the seeds of the new jedi order yeah that new jedi order that's later (laughs) but luke's luke picks up three guys luke picks up three guys let's let us detail the guys let's do a little catalog of luke's guys Uh uh-huh number one we've got gantoris who's like living on a planet doomed to explode basically on like a little like abandoned colony type of deal with like only a handful of people it's really hard really harsh technically like a comet or something yeah it's like about to crash into like a sun or something eventually it's bad it's bad news not a a, not a great planet yeah uh he's just a big guy and he's very sort of tough and yeah like gruff and quiet if you've seen what golbez looks like in the Final Fantasy IV, The After Years. That's kind of what I was picturing. Just a big, mm-hmm. muscly guy with white hair. Yeah, that, I get Yeah, that's a pretty good image. Um, he's definitely a little too proud to be uh, uh, really the type of Jedi that Luke's going to make. So yeah. we'll see how that works out. No, like, there was like a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, whenever he was like interacting with like the leaders of the Republic or whatever, it was like, oh, he's like, he's like, he's like being like, standoffish and it's a little bit rude and a little bit like yeah when he's meeting mon mothma leia notes that he's acting like he's meeting an equal yeah not like his boss authority yeah 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 (laughs) um and then we have strain who's just living on uh an abandoned city that's floating on the i don't remember the planet name well, that city was Cloud City yeah, on yeah. Bespin, which you might remember Bespin, from yeah, Star Wars The Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. Was it the same one? I thought they were specifically like, oh, this is a different one. I got abandoned or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was the same one because Lando doesn't run it anymore because the business <laughs> failed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just a guy who's just living with a bunch of cool birds. And because he's so good at the force, he's just always hearing other people's thoughts and feelings and stuff. Yeah, he wants to turn that down. Mm-hmm. Which is l- luckily to- a thing you can do. Leia Le- is good at it, apparently. Not feeling things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tired of like feeling everyone's emotions and thoughts. And he's like, I just want to turn it off so that I can like, be alone. Yeah, so I can just chill. Um unrelated <laughs> uh to strain in the star wars adventure journal six which is a um i think it's like a, a module an adventure module for the west end games tabletop rpg mm-hmm. uh, we have a unit of scout troopers called strain squad <laughs> 
Because when I looked up Strain, it was like Strain or Strain Squad, and I was like, "Oh, well, tell me about Strain Squad." I would love. Birds? Oh my god, does he does he get a bird like army? With his mind power. God, that'd be good. But uh, I like him. Can I? T- I like a. I like a. Some, yeah. No, hit me. Tell you some spoilers for Strain. Yeah, let me know where Strain goes. Uh. Strain was still serving the Jedi Order on Yavin 4 during the uh, Yuzen Vong War. Uh, he fought in the final engagement of the war, uh, which saw the Jedi victorious, of course. Uh, and he Strain is just around through the end of Star Wars. <laughs> that's, pre- that's pretty good. Dude's just hanging in there. He really seems like the type of... He, look, he seems kind of flaky. Like, oh, he's mostly just in it to, like... Not have his head explode, which is like a noble enough reason. Like I, I would, I would teach him how to not make his head explode. But you know, doesn't yeah. doesn't seem like he'd really stick it out through the the rough shit. But be, but also better this, guy than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> this leads me to have some questions because New Jedi Order is like twenty ish, twenty five ish years after the movies, and he's old already. Yeah. So he might just be a grandpa with a bunch of birds. That's really good. Big fan of that. Uh, oh my god! Hmm. I've got, I've got some some art of Luke's students. Hit me, hit me! I, I gotta see on, this. Strain is in this image, and I guess this is also like Gantorus. And I think Kip Duran is there in the middle, looking like... Mm-hmm. That's uh, a protagonist. Looking like the worst guy ever. Yeah. Look at that hair. God, awful. Is that supposed to be Luke in the back? That can't be Luke. No way. Awful. That's an awful Luke. Maybe that's... Maybe that's Gantoris. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the ways that they've been oh, searching for Jedi... Yeah, uh... Do you, are you going to talk about the brain tug thing, or the? I was going to talk about the 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 TSA wand. Ah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. They got two ways of finding Jedi. <laughs> uh, when they're rebuilding parts of the city, they uncover an underground interrogation center for the Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they find these devices. There are two paddles, and you hold them on either side of a person, and they read them. And then the machine they're hooked up to gives you a hologram of the person, and if they can use the force, it gives them a blue halo. And sometimes, and if you're Kip, uh, you get a, you get bits of red in it. You get you get some, yeah, you get something a little twisted. Halo. Yeah. So not only is this a machine that can scan you. To see if you have midi chlorians, which d- it don't exist. Like that's no, not part no. of Star Wars yet. But basically, you're scanning for the Force. Yeah. This also can measure your morality. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> this okay. I know we've been kind of wandering around in this book, mm-hmm. but it is a very basic plot, just filled with weird little interludes. Yeah. And weird little details. So I feel like this is the this is kind of how you're going to experience the book. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a lot oh, of, this is a weird thing we're doing now. A lot okay. of weird cuts. Uh, the the ebook I read uh, that was super super legal, super regular uh, was mm-hmm. uh, 
didn't have like proper chapter breaks. So it would just be like, oh, Han was like bleeding on the floor and then it would just like cut and it'd be like, Luke was chilling. I was like, okay, I guess that's just a new scene now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the baby room, Jason and Jaina were crying. <laughs> okay, so the TSA wands are one way of detecting yes. the force, but Luke also accidentally finds another thing where if he does a mind probe and like pokes a specific part of your brain, if you have the force, uh, it'll push someone. It'll push you back. If if, you, if someone with the force prods you. Uh, they get like thrown back, and when he does it to Leia, yeah. he like he like stumbles a bit. When Leia tries it on him, he uh, she like goes flying, and when he does it to Kip, he goes flying. And it's like, damn, people just got forced brain. Yeah, it's like a subconscious or unconscious defense mm-hmm. from from the person. Yeah, um, it's like a li- it's like a little ki- kick with like a hammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Kip. Very strong in the force. Oh, yeah. Like, Luke almost dies. <laughs> Luke almost gets vaporized. Yeah. <laughs> Kip, shoots, Kip shoots a beam. Uh, there will be time for beams later. Do they? Sh- are there force beams? That would be so cool. I, mm. I mean, there's force lightning? Mm, not the same. And in the Ewok cartoon, there's somebody who creates fire with the force? That's pre- that's pretty cool. I th- I feel like that's Who knows? pretty useful. Maybe those Lando books have beams. That'd be that'd be sick. Oh yeah, if there's an actual there's... sorcerer. Are Jedi not sorcerers? If there's like a sorcerer just hanging around? I mean, it, he is a force user. Okay. Yeah. But he gets described as like a sorcerer and a wizard and stuff. Yeah, um let me see here. There's a specific title. Uh Every time, okay, on every article on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. the first instance of a pronoun links to the page for gender. Interesting. Um, I think that's really funny. It's really funny, but also, okay, I thought for a second that if I click the Legends tab, it would be called sex instead of gender. <laughs> <laughs> but we, they, it is gender. It is gender. Um, most beings in the galaxy had a gender or a sex, such as female or male. Not Sexual any. characteristics and gender roles differed by species for reproduction, culture, or labor reasons. Yeah, sometimes they put on a yellow cravat. Sometimes. Uh, that's the Legends description. The new Disney canon description is... Multiple genders or sexes existed in the sentient species of the galaxy. Many beings were designated female or male or were non-binary. At least 11 genders existed. Genders could also change or be chosen, and beings could be genderless. Some species had defined social roles based on genders. Many droids had personality programming that corresponded to the notions of gender among organic beings. Man. (laughs) Thank you, Star Wars. Yeah, thanks, Star Wars. I'm glad to know there's at least um, 11 genders. I am pulling this up because uh, the guy, the sorcerer has a specific Gender. title. Interesting. Right. His name is Rokur Gepta, the Sorcerer of Tund. I'm feeling like the Sorcerer of Tund. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send you a, a picture of this guy. 
Rokur Gepta. I have got to. I've got to see the wizard. One wizard coming your way. Very visual episode of the. Yeah, like we're gonna podcast. need like a little little he visual looks like dictionary. A GI Joe wow, this is like a, this is like a a real ass wizard guy. Yeah, Looked like a fireball. Wow. All right. This looks like a fight. Was... This is a fighting game character. This is a, yeah. This is the guy that's got a funky like idle animation. So there's a book called "How to Succeed in Everything." It's written by Lando. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, I, are we talking about a different book now? I didn't read this. <laughs> um, it's sort of a memoir written by Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has some. Uh, it, there's like an excerpt of it in, um, Jedi versus Sith: The Essential Guide to the Force, which is like just a book, mm-hmm. um, about Star Wars stuff. And it it has like some descriptions of this sorcerer guy. <coughs> and he says, to tell the truth, even though the last sorcerer of Tund is long dead, I'm not very keen on talking about him. Mind you, my disinclination isn't out of any respect. It's because he's the kind of scary that doesn't die easily. And not talking about him is the way I prefer to keep him dead. I would not be scared of this guy if I saw him. I'd be like, that's a wizard, but I'm I'm not. I don't know. Lando Lando's kind of silly for this one. Mm-hmm. Um anything else? Uh uh I I will say this book had a great first impression. The mm-hmm. um the space battle in the first chapter I thought was like kind of more engaging than any of the space battles in the previous books we've read. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it I thought it was good. I uh I like the bit. <laughs> I like the bit where Han sees like uh an X-wing and he's like, "Oh, only only good guys can have X-Wings, like my buddy Luke. <laughs> and he just lets it shoot him, and he's like, well, that didn't work out like I thought. It's so fucking funny how <laughs> these lines get drawn in the culture, so they uh-huh. have to be drawn in the story. It's so funny. Because they're just made by a corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, the, the mining company just has, like, a bunch of, like, assorted ships that they bought up that are, like, wrecks and whatever that they repair. And so, like, first, like, TIE fighters come for the Millennium Falcon. And Han's like, oh, shit, bad guys. And then he sees his X-Wing. He's like, oh. And he opens, like, a thing. And he's like, hey, good guy. Can you help us? And then they just start shooting at him. And he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and then they crash. And the Millennium Falcon gets busted up. Oh, there's also uh, a weird subplot like for Leia's where like there's going to be like a uh an empire like one of the last empire holdouts like coming for like a uh like a like a I don't know, negotiation thing to like bring him into the republic and he's just really rude and Leia's so mad the entire time. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't go anywhere. Like I was like, okay, her kids are going to get kidnapped or like something's going to go wrong or whatever. It's like but he just like he throws like juice in mon Mothma's face and is like you guys suck i love the emperor and he just leaves i thought for sure that um that was gonna be poison or acid or something mm-hmm. he's just rude he's just rude uh this will come up in the next book mm-hmm. i do know that but um it's worth mentioning also that carida the planet that we're talking about has the uh most renowned Imperial Academy. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed they were very specific. 
with like yeah yeah when especially that combined with the other details we get in this book mm-hmm. about kip's missing brother ah. who was uh ah, enlisted yes. in the um into the into the imperial navy mm-hmm. so i i i had a feeling that like i don't know i thought the the like evil senator guy was gonna meet up with like dollar or something because like they are like the two like empire perspectives or whatever but they just kind of like completely miss each other no no interaction yeah. at all between like the evil empire stuff but okay the <laughs> the, they're just creating been... threads like cut off from <laughs> everything well you have to have the threads separate now so when they cross mm, later it's interesting it's an escalation i see it's I like see. oh shit you're working together oh that's so scary but yeah no the maws like just completely cut off from everything so they've just been working blind for a while making funky new they... death stars the stormtroopers there have completely exhausted the media libraries of the Star Destroyers. That feels like not, not possible. There's seven years. Do you think you could watch everything on Netflix? Hmm. I don't think I'd want to. Exactly. Yeah. That's the real thing. <laughs> yeah. The, all the stormtroopers like we're just not gonna we're just not gonna watch like I don't know tall girl or something. Tall tall alien. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's been like seven years mm-hmm. maybe do they... you have like a hmm? nursery on the maw installation because seven years is a long time for nobody to have a kid yeah. accidentally well you know how it is space yeah Hard to be horny when there's, like, black holes outside, I guess. I guess. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. They just have they just have a bunch of Star Destroyers and stuff in there, and one of them just gets instantly owned. Like, I, yeah. I, after, like, I was like, okay, this is gonna, like, damage the Sun Crusher or something, because it, it's, like, they do just, like, drive through a Star Destroyer. They- they drive straight through the command bridge of the Star Destroyer. Really? They don't drive through, like, the huge armor mm-hmm. part. Yeah. But they do just drive straight through the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the bridge. <laughs> really, like, really when, like, when I expected, when, like, Han was like, oh, that was easy. This this ship's invincible. We just did it perfectly. I really thought they would just turn around and just start, like, running through everything else. Because, like, <laughs> like, you can. You could, you could, like, end this threat right now. No, we gotta get out. I just, because I feel like you could really take your time at this point. I guess if they got like a tractor beam on him, that would be trouble. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, I guess. Um, you know, I didn't really enjoy this book in the moment very yeah. often. Uh, but looking back on it, it's a fun thing to have done. Yeah, I I thought it was a pleasant. I thought it was a pleasant enough. I thought there was like some real goofy chapters, some real like grody stuff or whatever. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not like burnt on Star Wars books. I could read. I could read another one. Yeah, there's nothing like soul crushingly bad in this one. At least. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like I I feel like uh. It it rides a line sometimes for like stuff I think is cool about Star Wars and stuff I think is like the lamest shit ever. Like sometimes when Luke's yeah. talking about the Force, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't care. I think I think this is dumb when there's like, oh, there was that one point where Luke says everyone uses the Force to a certain extent. Yeah, some people have a deeper connection, and I was like, did you get that signed off? 
Is it, is it George? I don't know that any other authors are going to follow you down this interpretation. No, like I, I think it's true because I sometimes mm-hmm. think of the Force as like narrative. Yeah. Um, because like you know Han being lucky is also yeah, the Force yeah, yeah. to me. But I don't know that other authors are going to follow you on this one. No, it's so much like oh, the, because these are the kids of like. The grandkids of the Skywalkers—they have so much Force powers, even though they're babies. And it's like I don't—I don't care about that. That's—that's that's like, like, come on, uh, like this like generational thing. But then like, oh, Kip's just like also weird and fucked up. And he—I—I—I I, I thought that like Luke talking about like oh the like generational power of the Force and like all these like very specific powers he has and whatever. Like oh, I don't really care about all this. But when it's like Kip just kind of like feeling his way through a bunch of black hole mazes, I'm like, damn. Yeah. All right. Also, the way that Luke finds all these guys is because he's looking up descendants of Jedi. Yeah. Which is another fun pre Phantom Menace tidbit because they could as have we kids. all know now. Yeah. They, uh, he just uh, he just get he just gets every single like wife he finds every single wife of the one Jedi who's allowed to have like wives because <laughs> his species was in danger. He's like, well, Do you have Keanu kids? Mundi. Yeah, yeah. Did, did Keandi Mooney give you any kids? Like can I see them it all? Is, his new school is Kip, Gantoris, Streen, and 17 tone heads. <laughs> um but all of this is based on like hereditary power. Mm-hmm. Um but also like Kip didn't have no like kip's just like a kid that's yeah. that's that's the stuff i like like i don't know sometimes there's a kid that's just important and good yeah so uh star wars goes back and forth on how much like mm-hmm. your blood Bloodline, relation yeah. matters to use the force but broadly you know i'm we're gonna at some point on this podcast read some old republic stuff where the fet clan is going to exist you know so they do have that like skywalkers exist thousands of years yeah. before shmi skywalker mm-hmm. um but the, but also sometimes you just get a kip duran who's like yeah. oh, i'm just a guy you know what historically um, huge fan of guys that are just guys that's the best thing for a guy to be you know what i really can't i really can't disagree Well, thank you for joining me on this uh, space adventure. It was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to double check emails because I think we got at least one. Oh, yeah. Maybe two questions. I've got to load it up on the phone, which is slow, unfortunately. Oh, wait, I can. I can use this laptop in front of me. I'm just filling time at this point. Mm, there's so there's so many devices that exist. At some point, doesn't Luke talk to the babies with a Yoda voice? He does. He does a Yoda impression. It's, <laughs> Luke, Luke's, Luke, Luke is like juggling them with the Force, and like he almost drops them once when he gets distracted. It's it's really <laughs> it's really funny. He like catches Jaina two inches above the ground, and, and she, she's like, "Oh yeah, this was sick." Yeah, you you meant for that to happen, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right." He's he seems like he seems like a, he seems like a cool uncle. He's just chilling. He he did. Wadaba asks. Oh yeah. Okay, go for it. Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, uh, I was I was just gonna say like I don't know. I feel I feel like maybe he would be a cooler uncle if he didn't like 
lock the kids on a weird abandoned space planet for like years but you know what take the good with the bad we don't want the empire to kidnap them i feel like that's gonna happen anyway if they really want to if 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 the narrative decides but uh hit me with the question uh do i really not have the other email logged in on my phone um, Wadaba asks, I don't know about yellow cravats, but who do you think is the best dressed character in the entire Star Wars EU? It's got, it's, is this only EU characters? Cause like, I think, I think Lando's just, I, I like a, a guy with a cape is just cool. Capes are sick. I was going to say either Lando or Talon card. Hmm. State your case. I think they kind of have similar... Like, I was talking to Autumn about this this morning, and they said that Lando wears Armani, and <laughs> Talon Card wears... I don't know these brands, but Autumn knows them. I don't know. Okay. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like... Lando wears, like, normal-looking clothes that are made of better materials, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Talon Card is going to wear flashy, like, like rich people clothes. Yeah, are, like, like weird, like, like artsy it, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I get that. I, I think I'm, I'm sticking with Lando. I, I, I am just classically a huge fan of capes. Need to come back yeah. in style. I, I do think the yellow cravat thing, just, like, so grody so stupid it it's ugh. it is and it's it, it's apparently like a species thing because like just like han yes. knows about it it's like okay i guess your species just evolved to be horny when they see like a yellow cravat which is absurd but okay i'm gonna step away for just two seconds we'll be right okay while nora's gone you should read boogie pop it's a it's a good book. It's got a guy with a cape. Uh specifically Boogie Pop. Uh He's the guy, but he's good. He's cool. Check it out. It's a secret. Nora's not allowed to know about Boogie Pop. It's our secret. I, I think Nora's gonna edit this episode, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, Norris sent me an email. Uh, Norris sent me two emails. Uh, I'm going to wait until she returns before talking about these, but Norris sent me three emails. All right, I'm back. Hi, Nora. Welcome back. I've gotten your three I emails. Have, I have... Uh... I've gone to the mines mm-hmm. and I've extracted some emails. Some glowing, some glowing spider spun emails. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you want to take the first one here? Uh, sure. From Bobby H. Uh, how do you f- how do you all feel about the design of the Sun Crusher? Personally, I think it looks real dumb. I remember having a micro machine of it and other Star Wars ships as a kid. I hated it even before I'd read the Jedi Academy trilogy. That said, what are your favorite Star Wars super weapons? Death Star, Eclipse Star Destroyer, Galaxy Sun, Sun Crusher, Eye of Palpatine, Dark Saber, not the sword, etc. Thanks, love the pod. Saw Norris tweet and just wanted to write in. 
and uh at rs hunter 88 on twitter also what uh what is your favorite star wars super weapon hmm this is a tough one uh i don't know a lot of like eu stuff but i do think i think the how do you call it uh the the one the one that's a death star but a planet in the uh, star killer base yeah star killer base uh mm-hmm. and how it's like that way because like there's just a bunch of like kyber crystals or whatever in it i'm like damn all right yeah that's cool it's just a big light it's just a light <laughs> it's just a lightsaber planet like they they yeah, just they, they just shot a lights they could just shoot a lightsaber with it that's pretty cool I like that. Yeah, also, cool. I think the Sun Crusher owns. I love when Star Wars ships and like spaceships just look <laughs> shitty and weird. That's like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. That's like my favorite. Like Star Wars designs are when there's like a dumpy ship that's like a weird shape and it's like uh, Anakin the ship, William Falcon, An- Anakin ship in like uh, the 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 Clone Wars where where it's like that. Bo- oh, with the, the, the hot rod. Yeah, yeah, the boxy thing with like the like wing on the bottom and like on the side, and it's kind of like uneven looking. Oh, I thought you meant his like tricked out Jedi Starfighter with the two big engines like a hot rod. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I do like the Jedi like Doritos though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, his like his like bigger one that like he like takes R2 and like his friends on sometimes. Oh, totally. I'm like, damn, this is this is a cool shit because it's like. It's just a box with like some wings on it in weird places, and I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. I I, I think uh, the, I think the Sun Crusher looks cool too, but yeah. Okay, you go. Sun Crusher's great. Mm. Um, in terms of like idea or concept, I think I really like Center Point Station because of the wild shit that it brings to Star Wars. Um, that is a yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have space to space station that can has a tractor beam big enough to move planets. I think that's pretty good. And also, it was created by ancient aliens who created who might have like synthesized most of the sentient species in the galaxy. All right, okay. <laughs> I could be mixing up some details there, but I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Centerpoint Station, known to the Kilix as Qualara. Or the world puller was it? Oh my god, this is awesome! This, <laughs> this is the Star Wars. This is the Star Wars I love. This is nonsense. Oh wow! Danny writes him. I remember liking this book, or I remember thinking this book was both kind of hilarious and dumb when I read it. Given the sheer number of major galactic events that occurred on Yavin 4, how is it not one of the most famous places in the galaxy? How did no one know about all the Sith shit that went down there? Anyway, this book reminded me again that Star Wars loves its super weapons, and the Sun Crusher is probably the most ridiculous <laughs> one of them all. Do you have a favorite super weapon, both in Star Wars and in general fiction? May the Force leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> uh, no. Outside of Star Wars. Huh? Uh, I was going to say originally i think they kind of like build up to like oh leia's searching for a planet for luke to train the kids on and i was like okay this has got to be like a planet that like exists in like the eu that i just like don't know about or something but no it's it's the it's like the it's like the first one from like the first movie that's like important and i'm like damn all right <laughs> i i feel like i feel i do feel like it's like a bigger like that's kind of like why would you put a base there if it's like in the middle of nowhere like i it feels like i don't know i i thought it would be like a random- i mean that's the 
It was a hidden rebel base. Mm, that's that's true, so, but like I don't know. That's you gotta go reason. places. The same reason that they went to Hoth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. They put, put it on Hoth. Hoth's cool. Hoth's like one of the best planets. <laughs> that would be miserable. I lo- I I don't know. I loved playing Battlefront two and just going to the Hoth level and zooping around. That was cool. Doesn't get better than that. Uh, if you are going, if you're out there and you're gonna read, God, what is the next one after Jedi Search? Jedi found. Mm-hmm. Jedi found the sequel. Dark Apprentice. No. Dark Apprentice. Is that right? Uh. A sequel. Dark Apprentice was published later that year. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well. I. I searched Dark Apprentice. How that? How that found go for the- you? StarWars.Fandom.com slash wiki slash dark underscore apprentice leads you to the Dark Apprentice, also known as Starkiller, was a clone of Galen Merrick, a force-sensitive <laughs> human male taken on by the Sith Lord Darth Vader as his secret apprentice. Yeah, alright. Wow, I can't believe they're already writing about him. In 1994. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do the Force Unleashed novels on this podcast. They, the Force and Least was like a really big deal, like narrative. They, they yeah. put so much stuff about Starkiller. He was in Soul Calibur. That's really funny. I like that. I like that so much. It's like, it's like uh, the the Arbiter being in Killer Instinct, just like a, just like, <laughs> a, just like a space guy in this fantasy ass game. Um, but if you are out there and you're going to read Dark Apprentice with me for keeping up with the podcast just don't pay attention to to this email talking about sith shit that happened on yavin 4 that's not important <laughs> oh i i was assuming that was just like so like vaguely in the, okay yeah yeah okay i mean yes it's also that because it, there's like old republic shit that happens on yavin 4 mm. because you can't have new ideas in star wars oh absolutely not there's six planets total tatooine everyone goes back to tatooine People loved it. The, someone says Dantooine's far too remote in this, like, again. Well, <laughs> they, they they keep quoting lines from the movies. Like, it's like, oh, my God. She's, like, thinking about, should I suggest Dantooine? It's like a, oh, right, they're, they're going to use Dantooine as, like, a, a habitat for the people from Gantoris' planet. They're going to relocate mm-hmm. them to a new place that won't explode. She- um <laughs> And she's like, remember when I told Tarkin that this was the rebel base? He said it was too remote for an effective demonstration. <laughs> yeah, she just quotes Tarkin like entirely, like his his whole ass monologue. It's really funny. They they do that a few times where it's just like, just like, remember the scene from the movie? It was a, it was a good scene, and I'm like, yeah, it was. Remember when Han was frozen in carbonite? Oh yeah, there there's uh, there's just a random guy frozen in carbonite. Yeah, but he's dead. He's not actually alive. No, anymore. yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's no Han. We got one more email. Mm-hmm. It's coming in from. Let me pull it up. Coming in from Kieran. Oh, we got an update on how High Republic is going. Okay. Uh, looks like High Republic's currently three nine elevens deep. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's that's like two more nine elevens than we've got. Uh, 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's an anti-Jedi force-sucking Gorgon monster. Now that's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, Our question from Karen is, which antagonist group or individual have you found most compelling or interesting in Star Wars and why? I'm a fan of the Jokerified by History (laughs) Jedi that start the Sith Empire in KOTOR 1. Hmm. What do you what do you got? What are you thinking? Hmm. Have you ever heard of a planet called Mortis? You know what? Against all odds, I think I have. <laughs> I just think that the father, son, and daughter are interesting little devices. The one thing that's endlessly interesting to me about Star Wars mm-hmm. is like it happens in this book. It happens when you read about the president in this book. It happens when you watch Clone Wars and you see this show that exists in two different continuities at the same time. Because, mm-hmm. like, these seasons were written with these set of assumptions. And these other seasons were written ignoring all of that shit. So there's, like, <laughs> gestures at things that aren't there anymore. And, like, the Mortis arc of Clone Wars is a great example of that. Because, like... Those characters and what they represent are part of a different story Mm -hmm. that is, like, actually happening in the Star Wars EU, but is not present in the the Disney canon. So it ends up being this weird vestigial uh, encounter with a thing that just doesn't exist anymore, which is what would have happened if they they came so close (laughs) to putting the Yuuzhan Vong in Clone Wars. Um, and if they had, then the concept of the Yuuzhan Vong would still exist in the Disney timeline, but they wouldn't, like, do anything mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the Force, the Force gods are mm-hmm. very interesting. They show up in other places as, like, the fanged god and winged goddess, and we'll get into that, maybe. That's, that's pretty nice. I have no idea where in Star Wars that shows up, but I know it's out there. And we might find it someday. It might be Dathomir shit, for all I know. I I've, I, cu- I couldn't tell you, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember being like super hot on Mortis stuff, but I think I am just... I, I, I hate when things are clarified and explained. I like it when the Force is just like, I don't know. You're just you're just vibing. You're just feeling things out. You don't know shit. You're just, wor- you're just working yeah. with what you got. And I... I uh, I don't know, and that and like meeting the guys who are the Force was like, oh, well, are they the Force who, or are they reflections of the Force? Who can or, say? Lucas calls them Force users that are just mm. more powerful. So, uh, um. I don't know. Again, I don't have much Star Wars like, uh sort of like ancillary material knowledge so i don't know i think i don't know darth vader's cool <laughs> he's like the guy but you know he's cool i like i like i like a red lightsaber yeah. red's a cool color yeah it is um as for the question about outside of star wars hmm. super weapons that i missed um i think the trojan horse kind of counts like historically, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's kind of a super weapon. It, it's kind of left like a very large, lasting impression on all of culture. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty like it served its purpose pretty well. Yeah, 
It, you know it's a really good super weapon when you're only able to use it once before it becomes like infamous as like a fucking like Joker ass trick. <laughs> well, Kim, this brings us to the end of our discussions. Unless you have any last minute little guys to talk about or oh. any quips to give. Um, Thank you again for joining me. If people want to learn about Boogie Pop Phantom, where on Twitter can they go oh to do gosh. that? Uh, well, they can go to at Kim Pining on Twitter.com, where I'm always talking about Boogie Pop on some level. Everything I do is in service of Boogie Pop. Everything. Uh, basically everything. This podcast is just one step in my grand designs to make everyone in the world read Boogie Pop and then eventually get... The other 20 novels that aren't in English translated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm on Twitter at neither Nora, and you can find me my stuff on norablake.online. I want to hear from you, the listener. Star Wars, I guess Disney. Disney recently included a section on Disney Plus called Star Wars Vintage. Now, this has the 2D, uh, the Gendi uh, Clone Wars miniseries from like 2004. It has that's vintage. The animated segment from the holiday special that introduced Boba Fett, and it has the Ewok cartoon and movies. Cartoon does, and live. Does it have movies. Star Wars droids? Which is something I have yes. shockingly seen. Yes. Yeah, awesome, great. Hell yeah! This podcast is part of the Export Audio Podcast Network. And sometimes, for money, you'll get exclusive Patreon shows. If there is desire for a podcast about some of this droids or Ewoks, specifically I was thinking the movies, Caravan of Courage or Battle for Endor, uh, let me know, and maybe we'll do that at some point. I don't know who will be on it. Maybe Autumn. <laughs> but um, Whoever you can grab. Uh, yeah, I would love to watch some weird TV movies based on Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, just let me know. Otherwise, um, there's lots of cool stuff on the Export Audio Patreon. That's true. Uh, you'll get a lot of our shows early. Not this one, though. I don't do that for this one because it's so sparse. Um... But for $5 on the Patreon, you can get access to Poptown Funk, our new podcast. If you only listen to this podcast, it's been a while, so you don't know about Poptown Funk. <laughs> um, we roll a random Funko Pop, and then we watch whatever movie it's from. And last time we did an episode of Supernatural, this time we're reading Overwatch comics. So it's it a real, real grab bag. Real. Yeah. Real Russian roulette where, like, there's five bullets loaded instead of, like, one. It seems like you're way more likely to get something goofy. You know, superheroes are a huge chunk of Funko catalog. That's true. But um, we actually haven't had any of those yet, so. Maybe maybe you are blessed by the Force or whatever. Maybe Maybe the Force is strong enough. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's a great show. Uh, it's my favorite one that we do. And uh, you should give us $5 and listen to it. But until next time, remember to kill the Jedi in your head.
I'd love to do that. 